G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Over 40 live Saturday evening race meetings a year. Clifford Park Racecourse. This is the Punters Mate on SEN. New year, new opener. Welcome to the program for January 14, 2022. Great to have your company. The Tab Queensland Summer Racing Carnival has arrived. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. No Chris Nelson today because he is uh, focusing all his attention, what he has of it, on the Magic Millions. And that means, well, he filled in for me while I was away. Now he's filling in for Chris Nelson. Sam Highland, good morning. Just the fill-in jockey. Just the fill-in jockey. Uh, I, 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 do you know what, uh, Mark? I, I said yesterday, actually, uh, on trackside that, you know, I'm like the jockey that uh, would go to the races <laughs> and sit out the front with his bags packed, ready to go. He never had a ride, but as soon as someone had a gutter, they, they said, we need someone. And I'm like, yeah, I'm there. I'm here. I'm here. I'm ready to go. So it's all good, though. No? Uh I'll fill the holes anywhere they have to be filled. So uh, good to be with you. Yeah, great to have your company, and thank you for filling in for me while I had a couple of weeks off. Now, what's what's the week been like for you? Uh, pretty good, I think. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been pretty hectic over this Christmas New Year's period. Uh, trackside uh, most days, and it's been really good fun. We've been tipping winners and and uh, as you say, filling in in, in different spots. So uh, and. It's just been a big build-up to to this uh, Magic Millions. Mm. Well, it's now two weeks, isn't it? It is, uh, yeah. Mark, it's, it, well, maybe know, it even starts, longer than that. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's a real. But the the whole summer carnival for for racing Queensland is just built. Uh, I've said it time and time again. It just gets bigger and stronger, and and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, been fantastic, and and you know, it all builds up to. Uh, the grand, the grand final, which is Magic Millions Day. Um, just looking around at other sports, as we know, the uh, AFLW, the NBL, the A League has been hit by COVID uh, with cancellations, and the Big Bash and NRL teams have have had to stop training, etc. It's remarkable that uh, racing we haven't had sort of major disruptions for jockeys or too many trainers in the last couple of weeks, particularly Magic Millions time with uh, the Gold Coast being one of the hotspots um, in southeast Queensland. Yeah, it's it's been um, so lucky. And, I mean, we, we've been so lucky through the whole thing, haven't we? It's, you know, we're a couple of years in now and it's affected so, so much, uh, well, so many, all over the world, so many different uh, areas of sport and, and yet horse racing has continued to... Um, plough through just keep, continue on right the way through so it's um i think that, you know there's really you could probably count the uh amount of days that we missed on one hand mm. couldn't you i think uh and jockeys that have been anyway, and but, jockeys that have yeah. come down with it on one hand too i think um yeah you know so, so it's 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 been uh it's been it's been very lucky now, um, the barrier draw on the beach at surface during the week for the Magic Millions. Has it changed your mind at all? We'll get your tips a little bit later, of course, uh, for the big race. But uh, Cool and Gadda drawing barrier 13. What was your reaction to that? Yeah, she's drawn well, I think, well enough. I, you'd like to draw better. Uh, but, 
You've got uh, gun jockey on in James McDonald. He's uh, very confident. He's got a lot of confidence in this filly, and uh, and she's just a good bit of stuff, isn't she? So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I actually, um, actually like one at a bit of value, and uh, we're going to have a chat to the jockey uh, this morning. So, uh, yeah, we're... we're uh, I, I think it's going to be an interesting race, uh, as it always is, and... Uh, it's you know the right run in the race. I think will uh, gee it'll get you a long way in this uh, Magic Millions Classic. Well, I'm I'm sure that everyone's delighted that the forecast is good, uh, partly cloudy, might be a shower too around, but most of it is going to be sunshine. If there is any rain, it's not going to be that heavy. And with the weather the way it is, the track will be in good condition, reasonable condition, where you wouldn't have been able to say that maybe ten days ago or so. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. That was uh, it. Uh, you know, we had the rain going into that last meeting, and you wanted horses that were effective on soft ground. But uh, now, with a, a week of um, beautiful sunshine, and it's just good weather for the uh, conditions to to you know get the grass to kick on and a bit of new growth at the same time. I mean, that's that's the beauty of Queensland. Uh, they their tracks repair so quickly as opposed to down south. Um, you know, we we get to those colder months and and uh, our tracks basically just go dormant because mm. it's you can't get the growth. Whereas here up here in Queensland, with the good weather and the heat in the ground, the warmth, um, you know, you're always getting that that new grass coming through. And this track will have uh, recovered well from last week's races, and it'll be cherry ripe for the big day. You know, there is a downside to that, Sam. Yeah. What's that? Well, mate, you got to mow the lawn. <laughs> well, mate, I mow the lawn. I get inside, have a shower, and I sit down, have a drink, and I look at the lawn and think, "Geez, the lawn needs a mow." Um, tell, tell me about it. I know. I, uh, I I invested in one of those uh, Hondas. You know the ones that uh, they they you you know you you have the thing on the handle and they yeah, yeah. they drive themselves. They're, oh, okay. Uh, that I'm dead set. They they are a beauty. Right. So. Uh, uh, saves pushing up the hill. I well, I've got a side slope of a hill that I go crossways rather than up and down. And uh, yeah, at my age now, I'm, it it just about does me. And you sit there and th- and it stays looking nice for about an hour or so, and then it starts growing. <laughs> but anyway, um, the Magic Million sales this week. You speak about Justin Stanley, the jockey. We're going to speak to uh, uh, Henry Plumtree, who you know very well, who's now uh, the boss of Cambridge Stud in New Zealand. He was the former boss of Godolphin, actually. Um, former racing manager for Lloyd Williams as well, uh, was the man that bought Mahogany and Merlin, which won a golden slipper. Well, Henry's in town to buy a few horses at the Magic Million, so we'll find out what he's been up to and what he likes in a horse and what he looks for in a horse because it ain't easy, is it? It is not, and uh, but Henry is an outstanding judge, and yeah, there, there's a couple of those horses. Mahogany is my favourite racehorse of all time, I think, um, uh, the fact that he could win two derbies and then and then come back and win two lightning stakes was just unbelievable. He is uh, an amazing horse, and yeah, I think he deserves more credit, uh, Mahogany. And, Interesting uh, you a- say that, Sam. I was going to bring that up with with Henry, and I'll ask you now because I was only thinking of that the other day because Mahogany sadly passed away, I think, in November last year, um, and. I was thinking if Mahogany would have been around today where we've got racing on the TV every day and there is social media and there's so much, I think, now focus on racing because there's so many platforms for it, um, would Mahogany be more regarded if he did what he did now than during his career? Yeah, I think so. I I mean, uh, it was 
it were I you know I was I was a young buck back then uh uh when he was coming through mahogany and just I never forget standing halfway up the straight at Flemington when he won that first lightning stakes Mick Dipman rode him and he sat back and then he Mick Dipman came out and you know when he wants to extend to extend Mick Dipman his shoulders had come up and he just start lifting punching them forward and that horse the turn of foot just amazing and you're like this horse has won two derbies, and it's doing this in a thousand meter race. I mean, it's unheard of. It is unheard of, and and we're you know, uh, yeah, he he was a dead set superstar, just a champion horse, Mahogany. We better take a break because other side of the break, we'll come back and speak to one of your good mates, fellow jockey Justin Stanley, on the punters' mate on this Friday morning. Over forty live Saturday evening race meetings a year, Clifford Park Racecourse. This is the Punters Mate on SEN. On a Friday morning with Mark Braybrook and Sam Highland, it's all thanks to the TAB, Queensland Summer Racing Carnival. It's arrived. Gamble responsibly call 1-800-858-858. And Sammy, what one of your mates on the line? Yes, Justin Judd Stanley. Uh, welcome to the Punters Mate, Judd. All right, Sammy. I'm good. I'm good. Uh... Exciting times, Judd. Obviously, uh, with this ride tomorrow at the Gold Coast, Thalwell. Gee, I think he's a good chance in this race. Um, yeah, tell us a story about this horse. It's a really interesting one. Yeah, um, obviously, Sharon Livingston, the trainer, great family friends with Mandy and myself, and um, she took her trainer's license out just over 15 months ago, and I was she only had a couple on the books, and I was riding them, part Vandalay and uh, the launcher, and the owner of the Lorcher is really good friends of hers, and they went to the Magic Means last year to look at one, uh, which they bought. And uh, as I think everyone knows, this sort of bloke was, was an afterthought. They went to look at him, and he was that tired from being paraded that he, he was sitting on his backside <laughs> like a dog. And, um, yeah, she just fell in love with him. He, he's got a lot of personality. And, um, yeah, they sort of left. He got passed in, and they rang up and bought him after the sale. So it was, um, yeah, a bit of a funny story. And has he always shown good ability right the way through? Oh, look, yes and no. He's always been, um, like, such a dude. He's really quiet and sensible. And uh, he actually, the other one that they bought, you know, they, they were mates and they'd done all the work together. And he was going okay, but he was just very lazy. Um, and I sort of did what he had to. He was going okay and, and showing a little bit, but it probably wasn't until... Uh, she took him to the trials, the two-year-old trials at Doombin, and uh, he actually jumped the front, and he probably wasn't really quite ready for a hard trial, and we expected him to knock up, but he was right there till the 100, and, uh, yeah, he, he just got beat. He ran a really good third and had a huge blow, and, yeah, sort of from that point on, I, I come back in the shower, and she was wrapped, and I said, I, I think this little bike actually goes all right. You know, he gave me a really good feel, and, um, yeah, from that sort of moment, we thought that he went okay. But even now, you take him to the track and track work, he sort of only only does what he has to and, um, you know, sort of stays it a bit for race day. The run behind Coolangatta was a beauty there at Doombin. Yeah, look, it was huge, mate. Um, like I said, he sort of, he jumped and led his trial and um, first start in a race, I wasn't back yet because I was still hurt. And Corey Bayless rode him and he got squeezed up a bit at the start and, he rode him. He rode him really good. He rode him quiet, and he got to the line very well. Um, went out for a spell after that little letter, 
come back and I jumped him out and he done the same. He sort of jumped the front leg. First up at Eagle Farm, I drew the outside and I actually give him a bit of a hope to, it's not to beat um, the favourite, but to sort of stick it with him. But I said to Sharon, I thought the only way we could do that, there wasn't a lot of pace on paper. I thought if I could bounce him out and get across and see outside him, I said, I think, you know, we'll, we'll be a bit of a, a rough hope. But uh, I had to use him up a bit to get there. And he just over-raced when he got up outside um, the favourite. I was three deep, but he over-raced, done a few things wrong. And he still ran incredible fourth. Um, but when he drew well in the George Moore, I said to Sharon, let's just ride him a little bit quiet like Corey riding first up and we'll see how he goes. And, yeah, it worked out really good. The, the pace was really frantic up front for the first half of the race. And, um, yeah, I was able to get a good cut in the race and coming around the turn, um, yeah, I thought I was a you know, really, really good show and he ran super. Justin, what are you expecting from the race tomorrow? How, how do you see the race panning out tomorrow? Oh, look, um, it's the first time I've had a ride in the race, but uh, sort of history shows it's normally a pretty high-pressure race. And from a good gate, I'd sort of expect to ride him to race pretty similar to what he did in the George Moore. Um, he'll be back, I'd expect, in the, you know, in the worst half of the field. If I could maybe tack on a bit bit closer to midfield, I'd be happy. But I'll just ride him where, where he is and, and let him get into a bit of a rhythm and just hope for a little bit of luck and let him, let him try and finish the race and get to the line. Judd, that last win was on the heavy nine, uh, and I think that win sort of does his confidence the world a good. He's got the score on the board, and uh, then he's going to the races, you know, with his chest out. Is there any concern going back on top of the ground? Um, no, look, I said to Sean after that night at Calandra, probably, like, the George Moore was, I think, was a soft six or soft seven, so probably a soft track would suit us a bit better. You know, it might just might have brought those better class, better fancy horses a bit back to us. But I don't think uh, on top of the ground there's going to be too much worry for him. Um, he sort of went to that Friday night. Like I said, he's pretty laid back and relaxed and gets a bit lost in his track work at home. So we put the blinkers on him um, and he just... He sort of went from one extreme to the other. He, he raced out for the leader and he went really hard. And um, at the furlong, you know, it looked like I was going to win quite comfortably and... He just didn't have a lot left. He just went too hard himself. So the blinkers have come back off and just gone to, to back what, what the gear was in the George Moore. And, um, but like you said, it's a bit of confidence. So I think it'll, it will do in the world of good. You mentioned he's laid back, Justin. Uh, is that going to be an advantage tomorrow too with such a big crowd? These two-year-olds, they can get very flighty. And for a lot of them, it might be the first time they're in front of a big crowd and a, a very boisterous Gold Coast crowd. Yeah, well, when I say he's laid back, he's pretty laid back on the track. Um, he's actually got a bit of cheek in him away from the track. Um, me and Sharon, they take him down the beach quite often and uh, in the float he can, you know, play and have a kick and have a bit of a, a buck in that when they're leading down the beach. So he's got a little bit of bit of cheek in him, but um, I don't think the crowd will be too much of a worry. He's, he's been getting led with a pony and with a mate, he's, he's much more relaxed. So I think he'll be okay. I think um, the fact that, uh, you know, I think it's great how you explained that the when the blinkers went on and they just sharpened him, 
it might even work in your favour, just having that run with the blinkers, just just to switch him on that bit, but then they're coming off, so they're not having the, the, the full effect, are they? You know, but the fact that, yeah, he's, no. the, the fact that he's, he's been to the races and he wanted to do it a bit hard, uh, now you're sort of going, just come back a cog, and, you know, I think it works out perfectly. Yeah, no, I agree, Sharon. I sort of said the same to Sharon. Like, um, he really, it really sharp him up out of the gates in the run, so taking them back off, you know, hopefully it'll still have that desired effect. It'll sharp him up there the gates, but because they're not actually on him in the race, hopefully he'll, you know, he'll come back to me and, you know, expect to be a lot more, a lot more pace on him than what there was at Clanton the other night. And I think as soon as he gets colour, he'll be really good. So, yeah, I think it will, will work out well. Judd, you're a legend of the north, uh, just riding a gazillion winners year after year up north. Townsville races today. You thought you'd have the day off today? Oh, look, mate, I, I sort of, I went on this horse last start and I, I told the connections before he ran second to George Moore that I'd go and ride him and um, <laughs> I don't like to let people down. When he sort of made the field, I sort of said to my manager, I'll just take the one ride, it'll be an early race and I'll just go up and back. But um, as it turned out, it's a late race. But um, yeah, I'll just go up and back for him and hopefully I can do the job and um, he'll be very hard to beat and, Come back and, yeah, look forward to tomorrow. Well, mate, we appreciate your time on a busy day. All the best today and tomorrow. We've got the fingers crossed and uh, good luck and thanks for your time. Thanks, guys. There is Justin Stanley. It's going to be a big day for him tomorrow. And I just love that story about certain horses and Thelwell. If Thelwell wins tomorrow, Sammy, you'll be happy and so will Justin. But a horse that sits on his backside, unbelievable. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite bizarre. I, you know, I've seen horses uh, do it before, but not um, uh, yeah, not consistently. Obviously, <laughs> like this horse can do it. He's, he's obviously uh, yeah, he's, he's mastered uh, the knack of uh, what feels good for him, and uh, he's very unusual, isn't it? It is. We'll take a break here on the punters, mate. Other side of the break, we'll come back and have a look at the latest betting markets. Thanks to Crossbet on this Friday morning. Over 40 live Saturday evening race meetings a year. Clifford Park Racecourse. This is the Punters, mate, on SEM. On a Friday morning with Mark Braybrook and Sam Hyland. Now, freshen up your punting this summer with CrossBet, Australia's freshest sports betting app. Download the CrossBet app today and gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Of course, the big event this weekend is the Magic Millions and the uh, red-hot favourite, of course, is Cool and Gatter. Um, there's only two horses in the race that are uh, in single figures, Cool and Gatter and Russia, and three now. Miss Hellfire is uh, firming, so there's three. Miss Hellfire, uh, just under $10. Cool uh, and Gatter is out to better than even money, $2.15. Um, and Russian Conquest, bit of money for Russian Conquest at $7 for the Magic Millions tomorrow. But Kulengata all the rage. I think the horse that Sammy likes, Thelwell, with Crossbet at the moment, you can get over $40 for the win for for, Crossbet, uh, for Thelwell, and $9 the place. Um, and Ben Thompson, we'll keep an eye on Ben because uh, he's a friend of ours here at SEN. Golden Auntie at the moment, $26. The Australian Open, of course, starts on Monday. Ash Barty is the favourite uh, for the women's singles draw. You can get some reasonable odds too for her. Just under $4 for Ash at the moment. And NFL this weekend, the wildcard start. The Bengals are favourite over the Raiders. The Bills to beat the Patriots. The Bucks favourite over Philadelphia. The Dallas Cowboys to beat the 49ers. The Chiefs to beat the Steelers. And the Rams are favoured 
to move through at the expense of the Arizona Cardinals. Freshen up your putting this summer with CrossBet, Australia's freshest sports betting app. Download the CrossBet app today and gamble responsibly. And if you're watching the golf at Royal Queensland today, keep an eye out for the CrossBet hole. Lucky enough, Scott and the team invited me out to the Pro-Am on Wednesday to represent CrossBet in the Pro-Am. We had a wonderful day. And my man, Jed Morgan. I know from Gales Golf Club here in Brisbane, he is now leading the tournament at the moment. He has a four-shot lead. I think the last time I looked, he is four under through nine holes today. He's four clear of the field. And he was our cross-bet pro, one of our cross-bet pros on Wednesday. So go, Jed, and hopefully he can uh, continue. He's 10 under the card, uh, four shots clear of the field. So gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Over 40 live Saturday evening race meetings a year. Clifford Park Racecourse. This is the Punters, mate, on SEM. With Mark Braybrook and Sam Harland on this Friday morning, all thanks to the Tab Queensland Summer Racing Carnival. It's arrived, certainly arrived. It climaxes tomorrow. Gamble responsibly call one 800 858 858. And Sammy, racing today is in Townsville, as you just alluded to before with uh, your mate Justin Stanley. Harness racing today at Albion Park, Greyhounds at Ipswich. Now, tomorrow, Aquas Park Gold Coast is on Warwick, Home Hill, Atherton, Thangool, Redcliffe, Ipswich, and Townsville. The harness racing at Redcliffe and the uh, Greyhounds at Ipswich and Townsville. Then on Sunday, Sunny Coast for the Thoroughbreds and the Greyhounds. Now, I'm going to ask you the same question. I, I, I reckon I know the answer. Greyhounds at Albion Park and, I always ask Chris Nelson, Capalaba. Capalaba. Have you yeah. been to the dogs at Capalaba uh, yet? I have never been to Capalaba. Well, it's, uh, it's a straight but, track. It's grass. Yeah, I've, se- I've seen the uh, – it looks a good setup. actually. It does. You, you and Chris will have to go together because he's I never been so. there either. I'll get you an invite. So. and. Wonderful, you know, pies and steak sandwiches out there. It's out out on the bayside, Capella by Greyhounds, every Sunday afternoon down the grass straight. It's uh, something different. Now, follow, fold, or forgive. Let's. Where are we going to start? What about private sector? How do you see private sector? He is a definite fold. Uh, oh. He is trained by Lee Friedman, this horse. He is a dead set cockroach, I'm telling you. <laughs> he, uh, he wouldn't walk up to the barriers. He had... Uh, he had the stallion chain put on him, which suggests he's already very naughty. And then uh, he loads reluctantly. He came out of the barriers like a slug. He then, he's last or second last, and he wants to charge, gallop over top of them. Just, oh, just a sausage. And uh, he he didn't come on too badly in the straight, but he just hasn't he just hasn't got it in the mind, clearly. So a bit of racing will help him, but uh, yeah, I'll leave him... Leave him uh, for a bit. Private sector. The follow. Billy's bro. I like this horse. He's only had the two runs, and I think uh, if it gets into a nice race, he's going to gets into a nice race where he gets a sweet run, and even he might even get fourteen hundred up to a fourteen hundred. He can draw a gate, and jump, and slot in behind them. Just get it a bit softer in the run. I think uh, he's not far off a win. Billy's bro. He's uh, he definitely has the hoof on the till. And my forgive runner is Trip the Light. Was beaten at Kilcoy yesterday, running seventh. Uh, it was one of those uh, short dead set jump and scamper races and he was drawn out a bit he got up on the chewy with Zach Lloyd and he, he just wanted to overdo it a little bit midway through the race and look I think he's a real forgive he, he'll, I, I'm sure you'll see him in a thousand metre race 
uh, possibly at the Sunshine Coast on a big track, and he can jump and get his rhythm, and uh, he, he'll uh, get you know get back to uh, what they really think he can do because he started favourite yesterday, and uh, yeah, he was disappointing, but I think there was excuses. So we've got private sector fold, Billy, and a, a strong fold as well. Strong uh, fold. Yeah, it was a strong fold. Uh, Billy's bro will follow and trip the light of forgive. Now, it is tradition on follow, fold, or forgive. I don't know whether Chris mentioned this while I was away. I bet you didn't. Um, <laughs> to also give an update on Garibaldi, um, because Garibaldi holds the distinction of being the first horse to have featured in all three categories, follow, fold, and forgive. Do you have an update on Garibaldi, or should well, I, I get Chris he- on? I, th- I think uh, we should wait until Chris O comes back because he's a big he's a big Garibaldi fan. But Garibaldi won while I was away. That's I couldn't it. Believe he did. It. He did, and Chris was all over him that day. Uh. So I remember <laughs> we had him on trackside, and uh, he was all about Garibaldi. So uh, yeah, he's. Uh, but it is funny, isn't it? They mm. they can be tricky, those horses. They can. Now, it's time to chat to someone that you know very well and I know even better because he is my brother-in-law. He's a boss of Cambridge Stud in New Zealand, former a boss of, um, of Godolphin here and the racing manager for Lloyd Williams. Now, at our Christmas party, Sammy, you told me that Henry Plumtree, who we're about to talk to you, gave you a ride on a winner uh, a few years ago and you were ready to jump on Probabil if needed in February because Probabil's <laughs> returning. So I sent a text to my sister saying that Sammy Hyland says g'day to uh, you and Henry and is ready if you need be for Probabil. Michelle replied, oh, we love Sammy. Isn't that sweet? So I think that's a, I think that's a no. Henry Plumtree, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm How well. You? I remember it well. I tell you what, Sam wouldn't want to look like the last photograph I saw of him. He's going to jump on Probabil, but uh... <laughs> you know he's listening, Henry. That's that's right, Henry. Uh, of course, Ackerbilk. Uh, Henry got me the yeah. ride on Ackerbilk, and uh, I must say, oh I was God. never one, never one to uh, ride. Very rarely had a ride for the Hayes Camp, and um, yeah. so it was all Henry's you doing. It was all Henry's doing getting me on Ackerbilk, and wow, he was one. uh, Talk about tricky horses. He was one tricky customer himself. But I tell you what, the the stars aligned that day, Henry. I tell you what, they did, but they didn't align about six weeks later, did they? No, he was, uh, yeah, he was a, he's a funny horse. Now, funny before, horse. before yeah. Henry, we get into chatting about uh, why you're, you're on the Gold Coast for the sales, uh, Sammy and I were yeah. talking in the first half of the program about a horse that means so much to you, and, and Sammy said the greatest horse that he's uh, seen, uh, who sadly passed in uh, November, Mahogany. Um, and yeah. Sammy, yeah, so it uh, would have been a tough time. Last time we spoke to you on Breakfast with Pat Neils, we didn't mention it, but uh, what a champion. He was a champion. Um, he was a great horse. I tell you what, he put me on the map, Mark. Um, he um, he was in the first group of yearlings that I bought for Lloyd, and uh, we bought 13 that year, and uh, he was in that first group. And he was the only horse we bought at the Gold Coast that year. And Lloyd, he looked at about half a dozen last tycoons. He wanted to buy a last tycoon. It was his first crop. And um, we bought we bought Mahogany. He was the only one. Uh, 65,000. Wow. Gee, that was uh, great, great buying. And Henry, I, I was saying uh, to Mark that, uh, you know, 
I, one of my favourite wins with that. He was just my favourite racehorse of all time. And the fact that, that he, you know, he won derbies and then came back and won those lightning stakes was quite amazing. And But the day Mick Dippman won on him um, in the lightning stakes and he was back in the run and then as soon as Mick bought him out and then just started pumping him, he just extended. He had an amazing turn of foot, didn't he? Turn of foot. Yeah, he had a great turn of foot. I mean, it's... Um it's the mark of a great horse generally that they've got that ability to switch off. And um, he switched off in two derbies and still produced that turn of foot. But I think probably if you look at his later racing when he was an older horse, he was probably just a sprinter, an out-and-out sprinter. And he even managed to win two lightnings, even though Greg Hall dropped his whip in the second one. <laughs> Do you remember prob- that? There's a famous a picture bit. of mahogany at the mahogany at the clock tower with drawing clear and Greggy's whip flying through the air. And I, I, uh, Lloyd Lloyd said to Greg as he came back in, he said, "I see you managed to drop your whip." He said, "Nah, didn't drop it. Didn't need it." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, Mahogany didn't need it too much because uh, as soon as the button was pushed away, he went. He was a fantastic horse. Henry, it's exciting times up on uh, on the Gold Coast. It's uh, it's it's a you know Magic Man's time is. Uh, I've said it before that it's everybody comes to, together at Magic Man's and just love it because it's such a, a relaxed atmosphere. But you know, uh, a bit of uh, work and play, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, it's actually quite a bit of work now because there's 1,200 horses in the catalogue. In the old days, it used to be 400 and then 500. And then when Jerry got a hold of it, he sort of applied the Harvey Norman business model to it. He <laughs> went from 500 to 800 and 800 to 1,200. So there's, every agent or trainer will tell you it's bloody hard work now, the Magic Millions, but it's a great place to be. And the concept when it kicked off in 1986 had its knockers. I don't think there was many people in the racing industry who thought it would survive, but it's one of a kind. And of all of those restricted race series, this one has grown and it's been, it's been a fantastic success. And the forerunner probably for most of the Australian Eastern Seaboard success in terms of racing, I think. You've it's been a fantastic a, concept. You've been active this week, Henry. I'm told. Uh, what are, what do you look for when you come to the Gold Coast, and what have you bought? We tend to look a bit outside the square because we're not necessarily looking for a jump and run two year old. Um, we can't afford them on a New Zealand budget. I mean, we tend to buy families that we want to put into the broodmare band. Uh, but for Brendan and Joe, it's very important that they have runners. So. We try and buy nice sort of back-end two-year-old, three-year-old classic types. So I bought a Dundee filly this week. We bought a Fastnet Rock filly last night with David Ellis from Tiarco Stud. And uh, we bought a lovely Zoo Star filly on the second day off Kiora Stud. Doesn't look like a sort of flash two-year-old, but she'll be a lovely filly next year. And that's what we've done so far. And moving on from the, the, the Magic Millions, Henry, how is New Zealand looking? Well, I don't really know because we have a very risk-averse Prime Minister over there who's actually managed to shut the borders again. And she's now told us that we can't get back into New Zealand until the end of April, which is good of her. Um, so, look, it's, it's a fantastic country. It's, I'm loving being at Cambridge and I'm very lucky at my stage of life to have found people like the Lindsays to work for because they're great people and very enthusiastic. If you get a chance, when the borders open, you must come and have a look at what they've done at Cambridge. You as well, Mark, with your team. 
Um, obviously, SEN are now heavily invested in New Zealand, mm. and uh, it would be great to host you around the farm and show you the heritage centre that they've built, as much to show what's going to happen in the future at Cambridge as to what Patrick Hogan put in for the last 50 years. It's absolutely phenomenal what they've done. We can Incredible. Do the, we could do an OB for the punters, mate, and then maybe an OB for Pat and Heels. You imagine Heels. He could then ask you questions like Henry as he has in the past. Do horses get sunburned? Well, do they get God, headaches? Thank God, that, thank God that bloody wicketkeeper's not on this morning because all he's going to talk about is the ashes. That, I'm uh, not really interested no, in cricket at the moment. Not at the moment. Now, no. uh, what about Probabil? I mentioned Probabil jokingly that Sammy's ready to jump on because I noticed that I saw a, a, a release that you haven't decided on a – a jockey, even though you're one of your favourites, or I know Michelle's favourite, Brett Preble, uh, rode uh, Probabil very well last uh, campaign. So what's what's happening with Probabil? Well, look, the long-range plan for Probabil is that we've we've received an invitation to go to um, Ascot to run her in the Queen Anne Stakes, which is a, a wait-for-age mile on the first day of the carnival. Now, that's a lovely idea, um, and it's great that they think that she's good enough to go. And we're obviously honoured to be invited. The difficulty will be that if the borders are still shut in New Zealand, it's going to be a very hard equation for us to all sit on the sofa in New Zealand at three o'clock in the morning and watch her run at Ascot. So I don't think that will happen unless Ardern opens the borders. Um, she's in she's in Matamata at the moment. She trialled very well on Wednesday in Matamata. She actually won a trial, which she's never done before. She's coming to Melbourne. And she'll either run in the Australia Stakes at the end of January or she'll run in the Geoffrey Balmain, which she ran in last year. She'll then run in the Futurity and hopefully she'll get an invitation in the All-Star Mile and we can run in the All-Star Mile on a good track. And then all things being equal, she'll either go to Sydney for the Queen of the Turf if Ascot's off or we'll get her ready for Ascot. Well, there you go. An update on Probabil. Before I let you go, um, Sammy... Um, has an outsider he likes in the Magic Millions tomorrow. Can you see anything that can beat Cool and Gatter, or is it a one-horse race tomorrow, in your opinion? No, I don't think it's a one-horse race because I think um, Sammy knows better than anyone, you know, having worked in racing yards and ridden them, that mid-season two-year-olds are on a bit of fine cotton, uh, you know. Uh, things can go wrong in the last 48 hours, 24 hours, the last week which you just can't really plan for. So I think approaching a big race like this, she's a worthy favourite, Cool and Gatter, and she looks absolutely outstanding. But um, if anyone else had a fancy in the race that they thought, I wouldn't be stopping them backing it because um, this time of the year, it can be very difficult. I'm standing at the Gold Coast now opposite the race course, and it is absolutely tipping down. Oh, really? So you might have a, you might have a damp track tomorrow. Well, we haven't got windows here in the studio. I can't see outside, so that's interesting because I heard it was raining on the Sunshine Coast. Um, no, so, it's pretty heavy here. Yeah, and there was pretty no... steady. It's been oh. raining for the last 15 minutes. So soft yeah. five might get up to a little bit. That's that's good to know for Thelwell, Buck. That's yeah, he likes Thelwell, Henry, because it sits on its backside. <laughs> he? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, heels, no, heels is no, all I over that, that as well. Heels is all over that's that as well. That's the sort of thing yeah. that would apply. That, that, that would absolutely, you'd love that. So. Yeah. And you know, and you know, you know, I own horses now, Henry. I've told you that with the racing league. I heard that. Yeah. Yes, I heard that you you own uh, one three hundred and fiftieth or something like that. Of, uh, of twenty horses, yes. the big goodbye Greylander. There's a whole hell of a bar to you. Uh, we've got about nine horses, I think, and we got our first Fantastic. payment the other day, nine dollars. 
There you go. <laughs> there you go. Split between five. Good on you, mate. Always great to chat with you and uh, enjoy the Gold Coast. And while you're here in Australia until April, I'm sure we'll catch up. Yeah, that'll be great, Mark. All, all the best, Sammy. All the best to all the All the best, Henry. Good on you. There Thanks. he is, Henry Plumtree, uh, currently running Cambridge Stud in New Zealand. Have a look at the video. Go on the website, Sam, and have a look at the video of that farm. Yeah, I've actually been to that. I oh, have, yeah. Uh, but before um, uh, the Lindsays have taken it over, yeah. So wow. I went there when uh, Sir Patrick Hogan was there, and uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic history uh, that that uh, he had on show outside the barn, and it's uh, it's quite amazing. Yeah, it's a it's a fan- beautiful property. Beautiful. It, property. it is. We better take a break here on the punters, mate. Other side of the break, we'll come back and get. Uh, Sammy's weekend forecast, which might be a little bit wet at the moment on the Gold Coast. We've got no windows, as I said, so it could be doing anything outside. And if we've got time, we've got a, a little bit of a that's magic. Over 40 live Saturday evening race meetings a year. Clifford Park Racecourse. This is the Punters, mate, on SEN. Into the final furlong on this Friday morning, thanks to the Tab Queensland Summer Racing Carnival. It's arrived. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Now, get your pens and pencils ready. Sammy's weekend forecast. Where are we going to start, Sam? Well, let's go to the Gold Coast. We'll start on the big one, the two-year-old classic. Uh, the Magic Millions, I think everybody knows. I like Thalwell. And the fact that Henry said it's bucketing down at the Gold Coast this morning, that oh, I could that hear that. Me. I could hear you that getting a little yes. me. Did you hear Justin Stanley say before that, uh, you know, soft six conditions would be ideal? Well, yeah, like uh, beautiful. Ten mils today. That's what we <laughs> might get that much. But uh, but anyway, it's had a, it's had a sprinkling, so that'd be ideal. Uh, and then in the in the guineas, I'm really keen on uh, release the beans. Brett Preble and Rob Heathcote. I think they he's a, a really nice chance. So bit of a tricky gate, but I, but I think uh, uh, you know it, Brett Preble is he's an outstanding jockey. He'll get that horse in the right spot. Now you know uh, on SEN we're always on uh, Steph Watch. So Steph is riding. Biggest ride for her tomorrow, Miami Flights in the last. Um, is the favourite, drawn barrier 15. Can she win? It's going to need luck. And, uh, you know, I know I'll probably sound like a broken record, but it's this track, you need to have the right run in the race. And so that gate uh, makes it difficult. But who knows how this track will be playing by the time they get to race nine. Mm. Drawing barrier 15 might be in your favour. So, it may well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. it's uh, is fantastic first up. Um, yeah, so if it gets back to that form, it's down on the minimum, it's going to be a chance. Oh, fingers crossed for Steph uh, in the last. She's got a couple of other rides earlier in the day as well. And, of course, Ben's got some good rides throughout the day and is riding in terrific form. What else do you like for us for our forecast for the weekend? Uh, I'll tell you what... Um, that at Warwick, there's a couple at Warwick, uh, race three, number six, rest of the world, race four, number six, uh, Delaney's Girl. I, I thought uh, they're good hopes, uh, definitely good hopes today. And there's a horse in today in the first race at uh, Townsville, I think uh, will win. Number one, Alter Boy. Uh, Chris, Carl Spry takes the ride. It was stiff last time round, and I think um, there's a few 
unraced horses in this race, so um, they're going to be a bit new and might need the day out. Alter Boy is pretty straightforward, and from that good gate, gee, I, I think he'll be winning. So uh, let's fill our pockets for a big weekend. <laughs> now, we don't have a lot of time left, but I just want to play a very little bit, Brixie, if we can, of this uh, song by Paul Kelly about Usman Khawaja. You haven't heard this. Khawaja. At the SCG, he made a stunning turn Then backed it up with an even better one Usman Khawaja, a man of good embrace He knows when to take his time, when to up the pace Many other batsmen love to land a blow There you go. Hank Robinson uh, did the original... Hank Williams, sorry, Hank Robinson, uh, Kalija and Paul Kelly has written run about to Usman Kawaja. So the Ashes, fifth test this afternoon on SEN. Good on you, mate. It's been wonderful working with you today. I'll, how about we do it again tomorrow morning on the Darling Download? Do you want to do that? That would be outstanding. I would love that, Mark. Good on you, mate. Have a good day today, and we'll catch you tomorrow morning on the Darling Download. That is the punter's mate. We'll catch you next week.